Hi, my name is Steven. Hi, I'm April. This is the Three Pi Squared ABA Business Leaders Podcast, where we discuss topics on how to create and grow an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. Together, Stephen and I owned a seven-figure ABA practice that provided both clinic and in-home services. 3Pi Squared has helped over 900 ABA practices start up and expand with our comprehensive products and services geared specifically to ABA. Now, let's get to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about building a leadership team. We have discussed this in with multiple topics, you know, when we've talked about, um, KPI, like, yeah, KPI, HIPAA, HIPAA yeah. in various ways of like why it, that it is important to build a leadership team. And we've had a few questions of, okay, well, how do we do that? So we're just going to hit some highlights today of like things to look for, um, and things to take into consideration, um, when you're building that team and exactly how you're going to go about doing it is really going to depend on the size of your company it's going to be a really big factor because if it's just starting with you and this is kind of where we're going to go is uh we're going to kind of start out as if like you're a a single um owner or co-owner with someone else and you're starting to build that company and build the team like from from the ground up but we also understand there might be people here listening who you know, have larger companies and mm-hmm. have quite a few clinics across mm-hmm. multiple states even. And so you're going to be dealing with a larger amount of staff and you're, you're, you know, if it's something that you're starting later and it's not just part of how you start your company, then yeah, you would have to like look into the details of like how you choose those people in a way that is fair and just right. and like, um, you know, according to HR regulations and things like that, you can't probably can't just go hand pick a few people because that's who you want. You have to have a, you would have to build out a system and a process. Do people get voted in, or is it seniority, or you know, different things like that? So, so there can be more challenging, more you know, pieces and systems need to be mm-hmm. put in place for other situations. But for this, we're really just like I said earlier, focusing on. If you're a startup and you're getting to the point where, okay, I'm starting to hire people and I'm starting to delegate and I can't do it all on my Mm -hmm. own and building that leadership team in the framework in the base of your company. Yeah. I mean, like, like you were saying with larger companies, like you may need to do a hiring process. So this may be like an internal hiring process Mm -hmm. where you actually have to interview people for the leadership position and have rules around Mm -hmm. it. Like, okay. And, and like, you know, you're having to treat everyone equally. And so everyone gets an opportunity to apply if they would like to for the leadership position. So these things, yeah, you can do that. But I think that especially the first few slides are still the fundamental building blocks of this. And then regardless of the size of the company, you really want to make sure you have these things in place uh, before starting a leadership team. Uh, Because, uh, you know, you know, one of the things that we talk about is, well, is your leadership team positively impacting your staff? Well, this is really important. If you are starting to build a leadership team and that's not what is happening, then why, why are we doing this, right? Um, so, um, yeah, so I think that just going through these first few slides will be helpful regardless of the size of the of the company. 
So yeah, first values and just looking at you as business owner, as lead of the company mm -hmm. or um, the leadership the, team or CEO, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you do have a tough job. I mean, it's, we have a lot of things to juggle and a lot, you know, there's a lot going on. And so we do need to start delegating and that can be part of the purpose of the leadership team. But when we are setting the leadership team, we really need to look at are like the values. And so, you know, something that's great to have in place ahead of time, or if you're starting up or you're starting your leadership team and you're wanting to include the mission statement and the values within it, if you're wanting to do like a rebranding or a revamping of that, you mm -hmm. can include that at a time. But it is very important to set the purpose and the intention of the group. And we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute, but like, but then also within that, like what values um, do you want your leadership team to have? And it's very important, like if you to already have your mission statement and your values for your company, your core values for your mm -hmm. company or at least building those alongside this because you definitely want the leadership team values to match up with they don't have to necessarily be the exact same as the core values but they do need to complement and and work together with the core values of the company so yeah so let's talk a little bit more about setting the purpose and intention of the group yeah i mean this you know like this may be a season right so the purpose and intention of this group may be to start our KPI process, or it may be to implement HIPAA compliance more thoroughly throughout the practice, or it could be setting up a safety committee or an ethics committee, right? So this could be the purpose of the group at this point, right? Or it could be like, uh, like you, you were saying, like uh, with a smaller BCBA, single BCBA practice, it may be, I'm doing the billing, I'm the HIPAA security officer, I'm the safety officer, I'm the ethics officer, I'm all the hats. I need, like, this can't be any longer. And so that could be the purpose, is to delegate these processes and ensure that they're getting done the amount that they need to, right, at the regular intervals that they need to be done. So that, that there can be many purposes. So it really does depend on where you're at. But I would I would assume that the purpose and intention of any leadership team would be, again, depending on the task, but it would be to remove barriers, ensure that your company is providing ethical services, um, that your clients are getting the quality services that they need. But again, this would be that's based on our goals, right? Our values. Right. So there's going to be some correlation to your core, your company core values. And this leadership group, they may not, like you said, they may not match entirely, uh, but I would assume that there would be some, it would go back to a certain degree and, and then just making sure that you do understand that intention and the purpose so that like the last point again is, is our leadership team positively impacting our staff? And if we find out maybe it's not, then we're going again back to that purpose and intention of this group. Why, why did we start this initially to begin with? What are the values that we're trying to convey with this leadership group? Does that make sense? Right, and I think it, it's important to check in with, with that intention along the way, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, are we staying in line with this purpose and intention? Are we getting off track? If we're right. getting off track, why are we getting off track? And do we need to readjust these like intentions mm -hmm. or do we need to 
you know, focus on finishing this one thing and then shifting gears or, you know, it's just really, really to try to help guide and keep everyone grounded and, and working on the same in the same direction. Yeah, the, on the, the same, same focus, goal. the same yeah. goals. Yes. And like, like I said, like the, the, the original purpose of this group may be like, I need to remove myself from the day to day grind. Right. And, but why are, why, why is that, mm-hmm. why is that a, a really important thing, right? Well, mm-hmm. because I'm stressed out and this is really important stuff. Like I want to make sure I'm providing quality services. I want to make sure that we're not billing incorrectly. I want to make sure that you know, my staff are getting what they need and my parents are getting what they need. So yeah, it, you know, I need to get these things on my plate, but there's a reason why you need to get these things off your plate. And so maybe looking under that a little bit because most people that what that I talk to and they're burnt out or stressed out or overwhelmed with all the things that they have, there's a reason why they want to remove them from their plate. It's not because they dislike the work or dislike the job, but it's there's too much here and I want to make sure that we're providing quality services. I want to make sure that my staff are getting what they need, right? And so the the intention or the purpose beyond removing this from what I'm doing day to day is because these are really important things. That's the reason why I took them on, but I can't take them all on forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to make sure that um, that we do this correctly and that I can train my leadership team so that while I'm not the one doing it, the, the, the reasons why and the purpose behind it is still um, my purpose and my intention, right? Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think too, like the you know, as far as it, you know, your leadership team positively impacting your staff, and you know what values you want your leadership team to have. I mean, it, there may be a really a core value that's very important for you to overflow into all the pieces, whether it's like an ethical value or mm-hmm. a compassion value, mm-hmm. or you know, like a compassion value of. Um, a lot of you guys are newer to the field, right? Including yourself. You're new to owning a business and you're hiring newer BCBAs and your your mission is to really, you know, get these um, people from, you know, as soon as they step out of their education and really help mold and shape them into, you know, the, the clinicians that, that you're wanting them to be within your company. And maybe you really value teaching and growth mm-hmm. and, and you have, you know, you're really good with like, um, um, you know, growth mindset and shaping and, and helping people to learn through their mistakes. And in that culture, you know, mistake making may be, you know, more accepted or accepted with more compassion and like looking at, okay, how can we learn and grow from this? What do we need to, to do what do we need to put in place or how do we need to change or what what training can we do cal medical billing is comprised of experienced medical billers and coders who specialize in aba billing founded by a team of professionals who have worked as staff billers for multiple agencies calmed strives to provide a level of service and communication that feels like your own in-house team without the costs and worries that come with having employees They offer billing and credentialing services with no term contracts and have served ABA clients across multiple states for nearly a decade. Call 213-277-7999 or visit their website at www.calmedbilling.org to set up a free consultation. But it's an accepting open environment 
into maybe you want that piece to overflow into all all the parts of your business so you want that piece to really show up within each member of your leadership team and so that might be something that you either train your leadership team for and you and you set that expectation and you give them the tools mm. or that you hire and do that internal hire for those people who do have those strengths that you're wanting to really show up in all areas right. and i just use that as an ex- one example it could be really anything that it is that you're wanting it to be and you know it could be based on your strength of what it is of why you wanted to start your own company in the mm-hmm. first place mm-hmm. or what we you know what need is in this community that we're here to serve i mean you know it could look however it needs to look i think it's just important that really and we'll talk more about it as we go on but those values can definitely be that that anchor to help you mm-hmm. um but i guess we'll move on to the next one you know just continuing with leaders at the field right so and when we were talking earlier about um, delegating, right? And so I think this kind of goes along with this, like it kind of builds off of that delegating piece too, right? Like it's important to build a diverse team with the intention of living the core values of the company. So you want staff from all departments. If you don't have departments yet and you're all the departments, then as you're hiring um, people for these departments, then you know, that's part of their expectation is, hey, you're going to be the, you know, congratulations, you're the first department head of this leadership team or whatever, right? So that you have um, the different disciplines or the different, you know, um, sets within your company accounted for, especially as you as you do grow. I mean, you, you may have a separate billing department, you may have a separate, you know, HR department, you may have, you know, like a, a lead RBT, you may have a lead BCBA, a clinical director, you know, you maybe you have other disciplines within your practice, you yep. know, speech or OT or a family counselor, or, you know, all of these pieces, the more that those are all represented within your leadership team, the yeah, more you successful. You may have like a social media department. Yeah, or, exactly. You know, so yeah. there, there are going to be a wide, uh, wide variety of departments and we want to have them all here at the table with us so we can uh, um, get as many views as possible. And um, the other thing when you're creating this leadership department is that you may have some weaknesses mm-hmm. that you're aware of that, hey, you know, maybe my, like for for me, marketing is probably one of the things that I've been working on more and, and getting used to and getting more comfortable with. And so, you know, over the last year or so, that's something that I've been working on. But like there may be an area that you you just don't enjoy doing or you don't feel confident enough in. And so bringing in people uh, with that background or understanding or knowledge can be very helpful to bring on that leadership team so you can learn from each other. Uh, or, or you can see a different way of doing this that, that can bring you that knowledge and confidence, right? You know, a lot of times people, they'll say, I'm doing it this way and I just don't know if it's right. And a lot of the times I'm saying, yeah, you're pretty much doing everything the right way, right? And so just having that other person go through it, you know, like you got 95% of it, you're doing pretty good, uh, can also help with that, right? So. Um, yeah, just bringing on those expertise and, and understanding what uh, knowledge you want in this group and what knowledge you're lacking in um, uh, can be very helpful as you're building out this leadership team. And it's vital that your leadership team truly shares uh, in the mission and values of the company. 
Um, and you know, this goes back to hiring, right? Using your core values and your mission statement in the hiring process. So if we're living these values and the mission of our company, uh, it, it comes natural uh, to use it in the hiring process. The questions you're gonna ask are going to be around the values uh, and the mission of the practice. And so the, the responses you're going to get are either gonna be aligned with your values and mission statement or they're not, right? And then that can make your hiring um, choices very easy. The same would be as part of your leadership team, right? You wanna make sure that the leadership team is really on board with the mission and values of the team and the company. I'm not expecting you blindly must follow, right? Like you have to believe this or you, you have to do everything the way I say. That's not what would be expected of anyone, uh, but they do need to be on board with it. And if the leadership team does decide based on the data and information and best practices that this is the course that we're going to take, everyone has to agree, okay, we're gonna give it a chance, right? I may not agree with everything, but I am going to be on board with this uh, because if, if you know, that goes to the next one, it, the su success does depend on the commitment of the leadership to follow and, and lead within the boundaries of the values and course. So if you bring in KPI or HIPAA compliance, uh, ethics officer, safety officer, whatever it is, and your leadership team is flat out not on board with this, the success of this implementation is probably not gonna be super successful, right? If the leadership uh, team is say, saying to your regular staff, like, eh, I don't know if I buy this or not. I, I don't know how this is gonna work. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna do it. Well, they're not gonna do it either, right? Right, uh, right? like so, I was told to tell you to do this, this but I don't know. <laughs> that's not, like that's not commitment, right? Again. You may not, like internally, you may be like, yeah, I don't know if this is really gonna work, right? But we want to portray that we're all on the same team, that we're doing this for a reason, right? What is the intention behind this? Why are we doing it this way, right? And so we're going to try it this way. And we know that, you know, hey, if after three months or two weeks or whatever the, that, that period of time that we've all agreed to do, if it's still not working the way um, that we, we thought it would, then we'll go back to the drawing board and change things if necessary. Uh, but we're going to try it this way. Um, and then, you know, we're all on board. We're all in agreement. Let's see how it works. And so it's really important that we agree as a team. So projects, that's, you know, that's going to be one of the parts of like the leadership team, right? So a leadership team are going to be helping to carry out these projects, determining what projects to work on and working on them, right? And, and carrying them throughout the company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we it's easy to get bogged down in lots of projects, right? And, and especially if you have a large leadership team and you're covering many different areas, you're going to have, you know, multiple projects across the company, perhaps. And so really looking at setting the priorities of those projects is super important so that you can stay focused and aligned with the mission and the value and the intention of, you know, the leadership group. So Stephen, like when we're working on projects, we will with and um, our AVA agency that we had, and then also to some extent with Three Pi Squared when mm -hmm. we're working on projects, 
we, you know, do a general prioritization and then we like take those top few that are the top priority at that time. And, you know, we we go even further, right? And, and how we organize it. Um, and so we look at the impact on clients, the impact on the staff and the impact on the company. Um, because especially when you have multiple people working together on multiple projects, it can get overwhelming and, and it can be sometimes, you know, not everyone's going to agree on the level of priority. And so if you, it does, it is very helpful to break it down into those categories and to, you know, to prioritize it further. Yeah. And and this is something that, you know, when I'm coaching or consulting with an ABA owner, you know, we just like, we kind of do a brain dump, right? So like put all of the projects, the priorities, everything on this list, right? And then we're just gonna, uh, so everything that you could possibly think of, and then we'll go through it line by line. And then we'll say, okay, how important is this, right? Like, is this something that uh, is making you uh, anxious? Or is this something that we can put on the back burner and is not really that important right now? Um, And then we rank them, right? So with client, staff and company in mind, and then whichever ones are at the highest, we pick those first. Uh, and then, you, you know, we kind of go through the list at that point. And so you would want to do this with your team as well. So which ones um, are the most important get done? And then, you know, like I said, try committing to a few, even if you make this list and, you know, some of these may be long-term projects that are like years or six months, you may want to uh, initially just say, okay, here's like three really simple projects that we could do or two projects that we could do that could substantially save a lot of uh, time or headache or frustration with some of our staff. And then pick those, take those on and, and get those done. Especially if you're implementing a new system and you're bringing this and it may require uh, all of your staff to get on board with this, seeing that uh, the leadership team is removing barriers and and making a positive uh, impact on the day-to-day working environment of your staff uh, can be super helpful and say, okay, I see the benefit of this team. All right, I'm on board with it. Uh, I'm going to listen to them when they implement new things, right? So just seeing some positive impact uh, pretty quickly can help um, motivate your staff, get everybody on board with this new system because it may result in more supervision or more oversight than they're un, uh, uh, normal, uh, normally used to. Um, that's been my experience in the, on the engineering side of it, at least. So uh, some people may push back when they see this new team. So if you can do a few things that, again, positively impact or remove barriers from your staff relatively quickly. This can be very helpful um, with everybody getting on board with this new team. Does that make sense? Do you have any anything else to add to that one? No, I don't think so. And then leaders in meetings. Um, we have, uh, in part of our, like, implementing a mindfulness program, we go into this in more detail, but, you know, uh, we do recommend having a grounding, um, a check-in and a check-out uh, for every meeting. Um, now, 
you know, if you do implement this, it, like it's an opt in, right? So you can't make people meditate or ground. That's on them. Um, but having that is it, it does help. Like it just brings everybody to the meeting, right? So we're not worrying about what we were we just ran away from to get to this meeting. We're focused on this meeting. And then when you check in, you you're saying, okay. I've got all this anxiety, worry, frustration that that I brought with me, uh, and I just need you to be aware of that. And so it can be very enlightening to the rest of the team. Oh, okay, this person's here. Uh, maybe you know we're going to uh, change our language or our tone based on this information, right? It just it it brings some vulnerability to the team. It brings some humanization to the team, and uh, it, it can really help the meeting be more productive and positive when you're doing yeah it. and i think too like to speak to the grounding piece and you know it may not even be you know like it's an opt-in thing and so you know a lot of times for our meetings we just had like a pause mm -hmm. and what you do during that pause whether yes. you take some breaths or mm -hmm. you clear your mind in whatever way that just kind of like sets that clear like transition to mm -hmm. okay oh, let's set now. this over here all right now we're in this meeting and then you know having that you know clear agenda and going into the meeting i think is important too like whether it's in the calendar invite or whether it's predetermined from the previous meeting what the focus of the next meeting is going to be it doesn't have to be you know a super detailed list but i think having some focus of yep. what you're going to be talking about or what you hope to accomplish by the end of the meeting mm -hmm. At Element RCM, our vision is a childhood for every child, and our mission is to strengthen all who improve the lives of children. How do we do that? Through our billing and insurance expertise that we've gained with our founding team's 20-plus years of expertise in the ABA field. We have a singular value proposition to improve your cash collection rate and velocity. We understand you because we've lived it. It's hard to battle with insurance companies. At Element, we work with all size providers from single BCBA startups to multi-state large organizations. What's our advantage? We're a billing and insurance company built by ABA owners for ABA owners. Make more money, gain more time, worry less. We help you with your core ABA business so you can do what you love. Find us online at www.elementrcm.ai. Um, but I did skip over the the before you even start talking about the items for the meeting you know having a cell phone basket can be very helpful you know your people and you know your environment i know a lot of times these days in meetings it's not like we're showing up with a pad of paper and a pencil we have our computer in front of us and let's be real like we have all the things and more on the computer than we would have on our phone too so maybe even a cell phone basket or like even like asking everybody to like turn you know silence the notifications for the next 30 minutes or hour however long the meeting is things like that to minimize yeah. distraction really I mean, yeah right? i mean having someone take the notes of the meeting can be very helpful so like no one has like oh this is my project i gotta take this on well i need to know right so if somebody's taking the notes and that's their job then everyone else can uh you can put their phone in the cell phone basket right and then you you assign the tasks based on the meeting 
uh, and and you put those on the priority list that we just talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Who's in charge of what? And you're breaking these things down even further. Um, And it may even depend on the agenda of the meeting, right? Because it could be a working meeting where you're all working together on a common, Mm -hmm. you know, like writing your mission statement, or you could be um, setting the, you know, the to-do list for the next month or, you know, there's all kinds of things. But yeah, it's really just really about being staying focused and present as much as possible, I think is the definite intention there. And that's just some environmental modifications to kind of help that to to happen. I think too, like, are you like how you show up at the meeting? You know, are you, um, you know, coming up to you already know, like, here's a problem. Are you know how I want to fix it? Um, I think it's good to have ideas to come with ideas. But I think it's also just as important to come with like open mindedness, like to be open to other people's ideas, um, too, because that's going to be a big part of working together is being able to communicate. And we did a podcast on um, how to have difficult conversations. And we kind of went over a lot of these things in that. But I think it all kind of comes together for having that open, you know, open place to be able to share how you feel and whether you agree with the priority of a project or how we're doing a project or what project we're doing. Um, Because like earlier today, we were talking about, um, you know, if your leadership team is not essentially on board with what it is that you're doing and they're not able to show up and be a part of that, and they may be saying, okay, well, here, I need you to do this. Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. I don't, you know, whatever, but this is what I need you to do. Right. Right. So what would be more helpful to your team would be in these meetings for that person who doesn't really have buy-in to be able to express that, Ownership. right? And cool. and and so that so that we can be open and talk about it in this meeting mm-hmm. and hopefully get to a point where you know it's not like we, we expect everybody to be on the same page because that's the point of leader leaders meetings we all come from different perspectives, but that we can agree on this is how we're going to do it and try it for at least X amount of time or until this happens um, or that happens and. But really being able to be a united, like together, united mm-hmm. team and be on the same page. But to do that, like having that culture, that atmosphere that you can say, hey, I, I don't like this idea. Here's why, you right. know, or I'm not even really sure why I don't like this, but I just don't have a good feeling about this. Can we, you know, and then ask questions or, you know, like to really have that that openness and that actual communication where you're all feeling heard mm-hmm. and all have a say, you know, yeah, all... I mean, with, with the solution already, right. This is, you know, especially if you're a smaller team, but this is for you owners, right. So like, this is something that I, I need to check myself at the door as well. So like you're building this leadership team for a reason. Why was that again? Because you can't do everything yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so your leadership team is here to uh, take on this responsibility and they're probably going to do it differently than you but if the intention is and the values are still aligned you know with the company's core values we can do this different ways and so allowing your leadership team to take the ownership of the 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 way that this is implemented allowing them to uh bring their own ideas and and try them out is going to be really helpful because you know if you come with all the solutions your team doesn't feel valued they don't feel trusted and again is this a leadership team anymore no i just go there she tells me what to do and then i do it it doesn't seem like a leadership team right and so again 
then what what happens to this team, right? And and is this really going to impact that your staff positively if it's just marching orders, right? And so again, if we all come together and we agree that this is the plan, great, right? But if you're always coming up with the solutions and everybody's saying yes, 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 then you may want to take a look at that and say, oh, okay, um, this may not be what I intended this to be. Uh, and, and just maybe keep your mouth closed and then allow, allow your leadership team to do what you want them to do, right? Because eventually you're going to want to step back. Um, and so allow them to take it on bit by bit. I, I would recommend that. And, and for some of us, it's harder, right? Like this is some, this is something that I, I want to be involved in everything, right? I'm a bit of a control freak. This is just some, something that, that, um, I, I can acknowledge in myself, right? And it's hard to let go of things that are really important. And when you're starting to practice, everything is important. And so letting these things go is hard. And we, we both have struggled with this. Uh, and, and, you know, you're going to have to have some trust that you have hired the right people, that you have built the right team, and now we're going to try it out, right? So that, that, that's something that, that you're going to have to be a part of as well and let, let them have an opportunity and use that compassion, curiosity, and openness. Something, I don't know if we talk about this on the next slide or not, but letting everyone speak before anyone speaks twice is a good rule to have in meetings. Um, listen to um, learn, not to confirm, right? So we're listening to to hear that person and understand a different way of doing things, uh, not to confirm our own bias that, oh, I knew that this was right or I knew that this was wrong already, right? Again, not coming with all the solutions. And you know what? You may, you may have to come with the vast majority of the solutions, especially if your team is small, your team is new, you may, but giving them the opportunity uh, to ask questions and understand and learn and provide a, a different perspective can be super helpful. All right, sustainable and, leadership. Yeah. So, I mean, really a lot of people that we've, a lot of um, 3 by squared customers that we've talked to over the last few years have talked about maybe start, they started a leadership team of sorts, you know, mm -hmm. or they started a, you know, a special project type thing to look at like KPI or anything, right? And um, they found that, hey, it was it was hard to keep up with. It was it, it, you know, it fizzled out some tips to help that not fizzle out, to help keep it going. And, you know, for that sustainable leadership is meeting for smaller amounts of time, but more often instead of maybe having like a full day event quarterly or a half day event, you know, quarterly or, you know, monthly, you know, where you're having these long meetings and you're trying to cram a lot into them. Um, and, and a lot of time going in between these meetings, having shorter meetings mm -hmm. more often, whether mm -hmm. it be a weekly 30 minutes or, you know, I, I don't think we have it on here, but like the having dedicated meetings for certain things, yep. you know, I think a lot of times in meetings, and I know this isn't about meetings, it's about leadership, but there's a lot of meetings within a leadership team. It's just part of how it works, yeah. right? And so, you know, we just have to really um, 
be careful not to get stuck in this like we're having meetings and we're having meetings and we're having meetings to discuss the meetings and we're having more meetings and then everyone's just filling their time with these meetings and you're feeling like okay well what's coming out of these meetings yes. you know and so, so we had some success um within within my agency of like we would have dedicated meetings for certain things okay we're gonna meet um, once every two weeks for for 30 minutes and it's completely just um a brain dump of you know to do items or it might even be like a quick virtual meeting or a phone call where we just like say okay where are we right now and everything okay we're not going to discuss the things but we're just going to look and see yes we can have spreadsheets and collaboration for that but sometimes it's just really important to get all the people's voices or eyes or ears all in the theme place for just a minute to to go over these things together so you have that type of meeting or you can say okay this this intention of this meeting is for us to here's a big problem we got to figure out a solution you know or this is an ongoing long-term goal we have to break it down and do small bits at a time so i think it's just really important to have those smaller there's shorter meetings more frequently. You're gonna have dedicated, that goes along with just setting the intention for the meeting. And then also making sure that you're not over scheduling too many things per meeting as well. Clients who partner with Erica's Billing Services maximize their reimbursements while increasing overall profitability. Our team of experts is experienced in all areas of ABA billing and can help your office whether you're an existing practice or a new startup. We bill claims to the insurance company for services of ABA, speech therapy, and occupational therapy. We submit authorization for initial assessments, ongoing treatment, and routine visits. We like to help ease this burden on providers by offering benefit checks. We call to follow up on claims that are not paid, denied, or stuck in processing after 30 days to make sure these claims are worked until they are paid. We provide account receivable reports to help show providers exactly where their financials and claims stand each month. Find out more at ericasbillingservices.com. So yeah, I mean, great. Okay, let's have a 45 minute meeting every Thursday afternoon. Great. Well, if your agenda for that 45 minutes is like three hours, three, you know, like mm -hmm. on a good day, then you're going to be leaving there feeling like you're just always behind, yes. right? So how can you also build that in so that you can have some success and you can have some feeling of accomplishment mm -hmm. and, you know, so you can celebrate the little victories, yes. you know, and those steps along the way. Like, wow, we have this long-term ongoing project that admittedly we've all felt a little burnout by, but look at this. We got steps one through eight done, and 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 we're moving along great. Everyone, you know, let's take a minute and like dance it out or celebrate yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, especially if this is new, right? Like, like, uh, don't get bogged down. And well, we've got five million things on this list, and we've only gotten two of them done. You got two of them done, right. and and like you didn't have this group five weeks ago, yeah. three months ago nothing was getting done so now we have this group we're focused we're intentional we're based on our values and the ethics of this practice and look at what we have done right we've come together as a group we understand the purpose and intention uh and and we're getting things completed um and i will say like if you're if you want to go to smaller amount and i do like you know even 
even if you are having longer meetings, you really every hour you should be grounding, right? Grounding, arriving, checking in. Because I like if you have a six hour meeting, that gets stressful and like no one's moving, everyone's sitting, you start getting fidgety. You're, I need to check my messages. What's going on with my parents, the families? What's going on with my clients? What's going on with billing? I left that thing that I needed to check in with Aetna and I'm like, ah, I don't, right? So like people will get lost in these like marathon meetings. So you really need to like, okay, Every hour, we're going to do a check-in. We're going to do a grounding to see if we're still here or are we somewhere else. Uh, so if you do have those long meetings, I highly recommend doing that. Uh, but if you are going to go with those smaller meetings, I also recommend doing the check-in, the check-out, the purpose and intention, uh, having a, a, a decent agenda, ha removing the cell phones, if at all possible, from the meeting. And like there's been research done when you do these things. Like you can reduce meetings by, I think it was like 30%, right? Like, so, because everyone's there for that intended purpose, they're not on their phone, checking their email. They're not really at the, at their desk, dealing with mm -hmm. insurance stuff. Mm -hmm. They're here, they're really at the meeting and they're focused and they're intentional. Yeah, I think right? that was like, I, re I read an article and it was talking about movement. Actually, it was from, well, it was a 2019 when we went to the mindfulness summit mm -hmm. in DC and um oh I'll have to I'll have to look up the the individual but she led us in movement meetings and uh, our movement like moments of moving mm -hmm. your body right like mindful movement or something I can't remember exactly what it's called and so it was like and I believe it was in her research or data that she showed I think it was like 45 minutes like if you're in in a very sit down focused you know, intentional yeah, meeting. It's like take and it's like taking like I think it was like ninety seconds. Mm -hmm. And it could even be staying in your chair even and like, you know, doing certain stretches or whatever. But it's like, you know, stopping and, you know, and essentially like regulating, right? Mm -hmm. And and like giving yourself because, you know, and then um also this is just some other just random tidbits that can be helpful in meetings. Having fidget bowls. Um so you know this we do this in our personal family meetings, but um, you know, having a, a bowl in in the in the um, center of the conference table or whatever with some different fidgets and allowing people to, you know, get up and stand up or piece, you know, like acknowledging where we're all at and what we need to be able to focus and yep. and and do what's needed to be able to be part of these meetings to and, and then that's also going to increase your attendance at these meetings yep. right because if you're not if people aren't showing up for these meetings yeah. you're not going to get anywhere yeah and if people are avoiding two-hour meetings they should be avoiding two-hour <laughs> like they're, they're hard and so um you know again doing smaller meetings are something that i like to do after about 30 minutes is I need to get up and pace a little bit. Like I just, like I lose my focus. I, I just can't sit that long. And so I'll walk a little bit as I talk and that's just how I do it. So like, like you said, April, just allowing people to get up and stretch and realize that this is not a normal, natural thing for humans to do. And then other things that you may want to consider is like, you know, what food are you bringing to this morning meeting, right? Are we filling everybody with sugar so they crash in a half an hour or, <laughs> right? And so like we can, you know, we don't have enough time to talk about those things, yeah. but like, that you might know, be when, some, that might be a fun thing to do talking about like, yeah. you know. But when you have these, these meetings is also important. So normally when you're doing creative work, you want to be doing this first thing in the morning. 
um, and and don't leave it to the afternoon because you just you know people are, are tired and, and well and I and I'll interrupt you that could that could change you might that might be something you want to pull your group on because sure. there are different learning styles sure. and there are different you know some people it takes them all morning to wake up and then they are yeah. they're ready to go in the afternoon so you know to the bat you can't necessarily accommodate everybody but. I would say pull your group and mm-hmm. see what time works best for them. One more thing about this, and then we'll um, we'll wow. wrap up, um, is that another question that's asked for us is like how how do we we're we're taking the heads of all these departments, especially if you're small, right? Maybe you're taking your only BCBA yeah. outside of yourself and the or the clinical director. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in a clinic setting and you need this clinical director to be like monitoring and you know whatever. Um, and that's a big piece, you know, like, do we have these meetings on weekends? Do we have, well, see, that's the thing. If you have shorter meetings, more often you can fit them in yep. without stressing out people of feeling like they're they're putting too much work on other people or that they're missing out on what they need to be doing Correct. for their job that day. So um, having more meetings, I mean, gosh, even if you had like two 30 minute meetings a week, it sounds like, oh, that's a lot of meetings. But if it's, it's easily fit into people's schedules and you're able just to get in, do one thing, get out, you know? Um, So these are just all things to like think about. And you can even look at your priority list and look at your projects and look Mm -hmm. at these things and look at your team, right? And 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 kind of piece together. I, I feel like maybe I'm making a, a vast over generalization here, but I feel like in the ABA world, we get good at scheduling. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, look at this as like a, a, a schedule, a, mm-hmm. a, a, a program, you know, that you're, and what can we do in these meetings? You know, pe- like match it up. Mm-hmm. Don't just like throw big old long meetings because you need to do one every three months. So right. Anyways, well, the other you- issue and the, like the last thing I'll say is like the other issue that you have with these marathon meetings is if there is a key person missing mm-hmm. because they're sick, their kid got sick, they're on vacation right. then how and, do you- and you are only doing this every three months and they're gone. Like, what do you do? The meeting Oh, well, Sally's not here. We can't answer that one. Oh, yeah, Sally's on that project. We can't answer this one either. Like, and Sally ain't here. What do you do? And so, like, again, having these shorter meetings more often will alleviate these problems. And that's also one of the biggest ways, by my opinion. I have no research to back this up, but from my opinion, just from hearing others speak, um, it, it really seems like that's the quickest and easiest way that things fizzle out yes. is when you're having meetings at once every three to four months. And then if you skip a meeting, then you're six months. And then just like, you know, any other, like any late healthy habits in your life, like if you go too long without doing it, it's really yeah. hard to start it back up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, we hope that this was really um, helpful for you. And we hope that... Um, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys to, to know, like, how, you know, do you have a leadership mm-hmm. team in place? If you do, like, what are some successes that you've had from mm-hmm. that? What are some, you know, some problems that are going on that you're, you want to, like, brainstorm some ideas? You know, um, definitely always uh, reach out to us if you want any um, consulting or coaching. Yes, we help this. with this. We can help you. Um, <laughs> but then also, you know, within the... Um, I guess this will eventually go up on YouTube Mm -hmm. and uh, to comment and then in the, you know, wherever you find this video or listen to this, listen or watch this video, like, subscribe, like, and subscribe, comment, comment. review. It really does help. And so if you enjoy this content, we really, really appreciate you liking, commenting, reviewing. 
because it does help us get more views and we yeah, can create more content. Feels cringe, but I hear from the, <laughs> you know, like we're talking about marketing. I, yeah. I, I just read recently, like if you're asking your listeners who really enjoy your content and they find it helpful to give you a five-star review, it really does help other people to be able to find yeah. you. Yeah. So um, yeah, so if you, if you feel like taking a minute and doing that for us, then that would be great. We would appreciate it. Right. But we hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3piesquare.com. Thank you.